0: Use protection, Bobby. Sleeping with Pyro might give you a bad kind of burning sensation.
1: Welcome to episode 44 of the Mutant Musings podcast. It's the middle of March 2019, so we'll be discussing some new comics and some classic comics. I'm your host, Jonathan, and with me as always is the spit girl to my swallow- Wait a second. Patty! Patty! Here's your friendly reminder that you can leave us a comment on this episode's webpage on geekK.com, Leave us some feedback on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast. And follow us on Twitter at mutant musings. Also, do you have any ideas or suggestions for our show? Do you hate something that we said? Do you love something that we said? Get in touch with us. Seriously, it is so easy to reach out and touch someone. And I'm a, I am don't know if anyone's going to remember, but but anybody remember that slogan? The, the AT&T slogan, the reach out and touch someone? I don't, but I remember that show Touched by an Angel. <laughs> 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 so the angels are doing the touching. All right. right. Well, we'd make fun of it by saying, reach out and touch yourself. <laughs> we were all little, and we thought that that was hilarious.
0: That is hilarious. Good? Also, uh, <laughs> the original DS's slogan was, touching is good. Yes. So No stranger danger. Just don't ever think slogans through for what people are going to meme of them.
1: <laughs> just, listen, just release it. Listen. It's fine. Yeah, right. You get the release by touching. By reaching <laughs> out and touching someone is how you get the release. Back in the day, we didn't have the memes, so we just had our stupid childish humor. But speaking of touching yourself, masturbation is good, and it's good for you. <laughs> know what else is good for you? Cursing. Cursing builds character and impresses people. Show your boss that you're ready for that big promotion with the Good fucking morning, Ed, you dickhole. But cursing is not for children. No cursing until you're 18. Then you can go fucking nuts. And speaking of nuts, there's your explicit content warning. What's your favorite kind of nut? I like any kind of nut I can put in my mouth, Patty. (laughs) (laughs) Weren't expecting that, were you? No. No. I like the peanut because we get peanut butter from the peanut.
0: That's true, but I don't like peanuts by themselves.
1: Right, so you just make them into butter.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I like, uh, I you like pistachios. Know. Wait
1: a second. You should know that that was going to be my answer. Why would you ask that? It's like you don't even know me.
0: Because peanuts aren't the same as peanut butter. You're a nut. You're the,
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, are pistachios nuts? Yes. I thought that was a, that was a legume. <laughs> right? That's how you say it, right? Uh, Quick fact check. Let's see. Fact check. (laughs) Pistachios
0: are a member of the cashew family.
1: Cashew is something different? Is cashew a category in itself? I I I don't don't like where this is going. I do not like where this is going.
0: Okay, so although almonds, cashews, and pistachios are not nuts in the botanical sense, they still contain allergens which are very dangerous for allergic people. That is.
1: So not in the botanical sense, confusing, but in the murderous sense. Yes. Yes, in the murderous sense.
0: They're anaphylactically relevant. (laughs) What? (laughs) So don't eat pistachios if you're allergic to nuts. Apparently. (laughs) But apparently they're not nuts. But don't eat them if you're allergic to nuts because you'll die. So that's something. Did you say anaphylactically relevant? (laughs) I forget what I said. Yes. Yes.
1: That is going to be the title of this episode. 1,000%. <laughs> we can just end it right here. That's the title of this episode. But speaking of this episode, we have so many fucking comic books to talk about. I could not narrow it down any further than I narrowed it down. And there are even a couple of others that I wanted to talk about after I read them, but I just couldn't do it. All right, first comic we're talking about is Uncanny X-Men Winter's Ends. So here's the thing. I'm going to say this right off the bat. I had the lowest... I had the lowest expectations for this comic, and I think that maybe because I had the lowest expectations is why I was kind of pleasantly surprised, because I did not hate this book, and I was fully expecting to be like, wow, this was stupid. Why? Because it sounded stupid. It sounded stupid. You had had the Iceman miniseries that had all of its problems, just end with fucking Ice Wizard showing up, and then it's like, whoop, to be continued in (laughs) Uncanny X-Men Winter's End. You know? And I mean, timely, because it's almost spring. You see what they did? Do you I see what Marvel did? I see. Yeah, you okay, see. Okay, I see. Okay, why? Were you pumped for this? No,
0: I, pumped forgot what, I, ha- I forgot that the Ice Wizard showed up at the end of Iceman. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, this book was,
1: eh. Who was talking about Delaware recently? Let's commercials. The commercials, right? When we were watching something. We were watching something, right? And then we brought up Delaware. Do you remember
0: what it was? What were we watching? Oh, the gifted. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: they kept playing the Delaware commercials. Sometimes twice in a row. Yes. Love when that happens. Yes. Two the same commercial in a row. Two for the price of one. Fucking drive it home that you guys need to go to Delaware. Just
0: DP the Delaware.
1: Yeah, but uh but but so apparently apparently Delaware has beaches, Delaware has food, Delaware has yeah, houses we did this last time. with grass that you can walk next to, but you know what else? You know what else Delaware has? What? It has floods and bigotry because this fucking bigot is like on the roof of his house throwing bricks at Iceman and calling him a fucking dirty mutie and shit like that. Because Yeah, when is Iceman flooded. is trying to fucking help. Yeah. I would have dropped an icicle on his head, (coughs) just cracked his skull in half. That's why the X-Men haven't asked you to join, Patty. Uh... I'm sorry. No, but I I did like this this little bit from from Spit Girl, because she doesn't get enough of a spotlight, and like, really, did I miss something? Is that not her official name? I thought that was literally, because she's complaining about how the others are calling her Spit Girl. What is wrong with that? Own it. I don't
0: know if they actually gave her that name, or that's just what people were calling her. But she does not like it, and she starts talking to Bobby about wanting to leave the team, and then she's like, "Oh, also, I found out it's your birthday, so here's a present. That was and It was cute. like a little snowman ornament ornament yeah, ornament, whatever it was
1: <laughs> It's cute though.
0: it was cute. it was
1: cute. Uh, I like that, but you know, I mean the whole the whole thing with this issue is like, you know, it's Bobby's birthday, but then you know, fucking ice wizard shows up and and i I even forgot that he went by ice master. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I prefer Ice Wizard better, because he's got the beard. I, I don't know. I just feel like he looks like kind of like, what's his name, Gandalf? Yes. That's the thing. And the other dude. The other dude from the other thing.
0: Gandalf from, the gray and Gandalf the white? But, no, from the... Uh, from, from Harry Potter. Yeah.
1: Dumbledore. The, the Dumbledore. The yeah, Dumbledore. The Dumbledore. The Dumbledore from Delaware. Rolls right off your tongue, <laughs> right? Yeah, okay. But yeah, and then he shows up, so he kind of interrupts Bobby's birthday party, but... It's really cute. We see... We see Shade, who is going by Dark Veil now. Which with, I don't like. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Dark Shade Veil was
0: the perfect fucking name. It was. It worked on so many levels, and I'm pissed off.
1: But I feel like, what? So Shade is like the drag name, and Dark Veil... I, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm guessing here. Maybe Shade is the drag name, and then Dark Veil is like the mutant code name? I'm not saying I like it, but I'm trying to make sense of it, because... Shade is perfect, and Shade is a perfect drag name. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Glob Herman is wearing a hat. That made me so I would not have happy. noticed
0: that if he didn't post it
1: on Twitter. Yeah, and we'll see. Rogue is in the foreground, and Rogue yeah, is wearing yeah. a tie. Yeah. And that was fucking hot as hell. I loved it. I'm all about Rogue wearing a tie. I think that needs to be part of her costume from now on. But also, I think that Glob Herman needs to always be wearing a hat.
0: Then Bobby's mom was complaining about, uh, like, oh, he's wearing a hat. Why doesn't
1: he just wear clothes? Well, but the thing is, you don't see you don't see his penis. We have we have literally, we have seen everything there is to see about Glob Herman, but we have never seen a penis. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, you think about, like, Rock Slide. Rock Slide, it's canon. He has no junk. It is just hard rock there, and not the good, fun kind of hard like rock. Like a Ken doll. Like a Ken doll. Like a really... Hard, rocky, jagged Kendall is exactly what it is. Hot. Yeah, hot. Right. Yeah. But what what about glob? You know, I mean where her is, you know, little globlets. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter and the Globlets of Fire. You know what I'm thinking. You know what I think. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, you know, but the whole fucking conflict here stems from the ice wizard. Basically just trying to stop Bobby from being positive all the time. Because if you're positive and happy, fuck you. Because you can't be positive and happy. If I'm miserable, the rest of the world's got to be miserable with me.
0: So, like, okay, so that was, like, kind of it. But also it was because Iceman was, like, too trusting and, like, never forgave himself and whatever. And that he, like, started secretly hooking up with Daken. Which I think was so unnecessary. Yes. And I feel like there's no way that Iceman would hook up with DeKen just because he's the only queer man in the vicinity. I, I didn't like it. I thought that it was like forced and fake. And, and then if you just don't want that particular future to happen, just tell Bobby never fuck DeKen. <laughs> just don't trust him. I don't know. And, and the whole thing with DeKen with me is like, I don't know whether I love him or I hate him because he's never consistent as a character.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Like,
0: like how he was in All New Wolverine and he was like buddy pals with Laura and helping to save the world. And yes. then he's just fucking, you know, fucking Bobby. And then he's also fucking, or Deathbird, what's her name? Yeah, Deathbird. Deathbird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, So he's fucking Deathbird and then he just stabs her too. And just takes whatever he wants for himself and leaves. And yeah, I'm like...
1: It was the fucking... The, I, I, the the Macron crystal. Yeah, I'm sure that's how it's supposed to be pronounced. And I'm, I'm like, should I say Mkron or should I say Macron? Because I grew up with Mkron, But but yeah, like you said, like, you know, Iceman and Ken in, like, this secret relationship. But that obviously came out. And it's only in, like, a couple of panels where you see both of them fighting alongside the X-Men in the future. But it's not just Bobby that was so trusting. You know, he, what, he, Daken convinced the rest of the X-Men to trust him too? Like, that was just, that was way too much. And and I did not like that either. And I completely agree with you that they need to figure out what they want to do with Daken and try to be consistent with it because that was dumb. We were literally getting that at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Like, here, yeah, well, he like was one trying to kill. Well, like a douche in another.
0: Yeah, he was trying to kill Bobby and yeah. then at the same time was like, Oh, you're
1: my sister, Laura. I love you. Yeah, so that was... I mean, I like some of the action shots when, like, young Bobby and fucking Ice Wizard Bobby are fighting or whatever, and just, you know, I mean, the art's okay, and the action was cool, but still, it was... That was stupid. The one line I did like, though, even though it was, like, painful, is when they're like, will this ship work? And uh, won't know until we take it for a ride when, like, Iceman and Decan are talking to each other. I don't know. I thought that was very funny at the time I was reading it. You can blink your eyes. Oh, now I get it. Yeah. 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 See, that's how I thought of it. Okay. That's exactly how I thought of it. You're spending too much time around me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, honey, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I liked it when Jean finally showed up and Bobby called her out. This was a conversation that needed to happen. Yeah. So I've seen some uh, dislike surrounding this. And fine, whatever, but I feel like it needed to be addressed. It absolutely did, and I posted on Twitter that you know there was like you know it was a it was a lot of shade coming from Bobby, and somebody commented that, like, oh, it was more like it was, like, on the nose. And some of it was, but this first line here, this one over here, tries to eat our solar system, and we shrug it off as her claiming her femininity. I thought that was <laughs> fucking hilarious. I literally laughed out loud. And just, like, the look on Jean's face with the arms folded as he's ranting. As he's ranting. And shout-outs to Cody for posting that fucking gif of that woman brushing her hair. Like inaccurate but i'm listening come on come on that is funny that is funny even though yeah he 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 is though He, he was being an asshole but but again he had to fucking call her out and i didn't think about it before at least i don't think i did that like you know he was a teenager he came out and then he went back and he came back he went back in the closet then came out as an adult and now remembers his time coming out as a kid, going back in the closet, and then coming out again. Like, that's got to be rough. Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean... Especially when somebody else outed you. Having to come out twice, yeah. Yeah. And I've been seeing a lot of hate around Jean for this, but, like, I don't know. I know that she didn't mean this, like, you know, like, in a bad way. She was trying to help her friend, and also you have to realize that she was also really young. like, And she thought that she was helping And I really do think that I don't think that she had any bad intent about telling him that. And, you know, it's not like she was telling other
1: people that she just told him. I do think it was fucked up. Yeah, I will say that one other thing, though, that kind of stings about it, though, is that like people at the time, like I didn't I didn't see all this. I wasn't as active on social media. But like apparently Brian Michael Bendis was catching some shit for this and he was like pushing back kind of like a dick though like i didn't do anything wrong you know like he wasn't trying to address it or trying to understand he was just kind of like brushing off people's concerns that like hey listen you had her out him and he was just like no whatever
0: okay so if if a black person says you know, like, oh, this was racist. You don't get to sit there and tell them, no, it was not racist, and this <laughs> is why. No, you have to listen to somebody who has that perspective that you could not possibly have.
1: Excuse me, no. You let me tell you how you should feel about what I said. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so there were definitely some problems with this issue, definitely. I'm not saying that, that there that there weren't, but I just had my expectations low. I thought that this was just going to be kind of dumb. And it ended up being, you know, aside from everything we were were just talking about with, like, Jean and Ice Wizard, it was kind of fun. You know, that little bit in the beginning with Spit Girl, because I kind of want to see her featured more. And then at the party, it was cute. 616 Bobby and Ice Wizard Bobby end up going to the party, and, like, Bobby's mom sees Ice Wizard and is like, nope, enough of this time travel shit, and, like, goes to fucking storm out. Like, that's funny. And then fucking Pyro, new Pyro, Simon shows up, And it's, like, whispering in his ear, like, you know... Let's let's go birthday sex. Let's go fuck, yeah! That was dope. And uh, all this money that, you know, Christian Frost showed up to kind of, like, thank Bobby for helping him. Just gave him, like, this huge check. He gave it to the Morlocks. And I think that's great. I really do. So, no, this issue was not groundbreaking. In the grand scheme of things, I was telling somebody else on social media, like, no, this... This this didn't change the landscape of the Marvel Universe or even the X-Men's corner of it, but... It was kind of dumb fun, and it addressed something that needed to be addressed, even if the dialogue there could not could have been written better in this issue. I don't know. I, I kind of liked it, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I
0: liked it for what it was, but like you said, it was just, like, a cutesy fun story, and, you know, Bobby was telling Ice Wizard Bobby that, like, you know, you're always so hard on yourself, and, like, you can't even forgive yourself, and that's why you came back here, and, you know, but, like, it's... It's my party, and I'll cry if I want to.
1: That's, that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway. That's the takeaway song lyrics.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so good good book.
1: Good good book. <laughs> good book. Okay. Next, we're going to talk about Domino Hot Shots, number one. And speaking of dumb fun, because, you know, they didn't give us a lot with this issue. I'm, I'm happy that, listen, I'm happy that we're getting more Domino with this creative team. I really am. But... I don't know, this, again, this this issue didn't really do it for me, though, and I'm looking at it just like, huh, kind of dumb fun, I guess. But there's, it opens with something gross happening in Antarctica, and I'm thinking, like, alright, well, Antarctica is basically the Earth's anus? So, of course, gross things happen there. I don't know, but there's, like, something going on with this meteor. You know, Black Widow wants Domino and her team to help, and that was really cool, that opening... With Black Widow and Domino, the dialogue going back and forth because people think Black Widow is dead from what happened in um, Secret Empire. And it was just, you know, it was kind of fun. Uh, but, like, where the fuck did White Fox come from? Is that going to be explained at all? Because all of a sudden she's just there and Domino's just like, yeah, she's with me. Like, we haven't seen her before. So I thought that was kind of silly.
0: You know, I thought that was stupid, especially because I didn't read whatever it was that she came from.
1: I think it was Contest of Champions during Secret War a few years ago.
0: Okay, yeah, so I did not read that, so I have no idea who the fuck she is. So, yeah, they just mentioned that she was trained in South Korea or something. Yes. And so they were talking about, like, oh, well, you know, when we retrieve whatever, like, we're not going to have an issue because, you know, Black Widow was Russian and White Fox was South, South Korean Kore- and... Shoonkwa's Wakanda.
1: Wakanda. But, but... Dian. <laughs> but yeah but but they're not gonna argue over no it. no, no yeah, we're just gonna no, no, no. destroy it so nobody can use it yeah but that's not what happens they they get there and they find out that this fucking meteor thing is actually a dude and then and then the argentine police show up yeah so this this fucking this fucking uh scientist dude that was in antarctica got, like, this goopy green shit all over him, and he looked really weird, and I couldn't put my finger on it why that design looked so familiar. Until later in the issue, it's revealed that it's, like, part celestial or something. So it's really weird. Whatever fell from the sky is, like, a celestial symbiote sort of thing on him. And, yeah, before, you know, this team even gets a chance to argue too much over who's going to claim it, they all start fucking fighting him. And somehow, Outlaw gets infected, and then Deadpool shows up. Yep, and I fucking groans out loud when Deadpool showed up. I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I I just
0: No, we we've, we've talked about this before. We both love I Feel bad. <laughs> we both love Deadpool, but the thing is that it just feels like he's just thrown into too many random books as like comic relief and that there's really yeah. no point of him being there. You know, you don't need to throw him into everything, and I get that Gail Simone has written him before. Yes. So she kind of gets a pass, but like, <laughs> I mean, he started showing up in everything. He showed up in X Force or what Weapon X Force or whatever the fuck it was called <laughs> at the time.
1: Well, I mean, he showed up. He he showed up a little bit in um, at the beginning of the ongoing of Domino that just ended. He showed up in Weapon X. He's got his own mini series just fucking running a couple of times a year. You fucking what was it? Deadpool versus, versus Old Man and Logan it was and then Black it was Deadpool versus Black Panther. And, it's and just there's just like
0: Spider-Man Deadpool and then there's Deadpool yeah. and then there's another Deadpool book, but I forget what it's called. Is there? Yeah.
1: Why? I think there's two ongoings, yeah. So so yeah, there's there's too much Deadpool. And I don't know, I just got tired of it at some point. So I feel bad that Deadpool is showing up and I'm complaining Again, I don't know. Uh, I don't feel like, though, he's going to join the team because they have, like, all of these characters already, and it's, like, you know, like, you know, girl power, and that's dope. You don't need Deadpool. You don't need Deadpool in here. Just fucking get rid of him, just immediately. Just fucking cut off his head like they did in Wolverine Origins and fucking leave it somewhere, and that's it, and that's all you need to do.
0: Or they can get lady deadpool and then we won't Please. complain bring Please. up bring back wanda Wilson. my lady deadpool
1: <laughs> oh i see what you did oh i wasn't i wasn't catching that yeah at no you weren't yeah no I, it's uh, thank okay you. Yeah. yeah okay good yeah yeah you yeah. Get yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i i think i think this celestial power symbiote thing or whatever is could be sort of interesting i am concerned for outlaw just because just because i like her uh I think this team could be interesting and fun, but uh, I don't know. This didn't sell me on this Yeah, on no. This for series. the first
0: issue I wasn't impressed. Okay. Okay. You know what people love? What? Symbiotes. <laughs> Let's give the people what they want. Yeah, more symbiotes. They're more symbiotes. More symbiotes. That's that's what they want. We'll get, we're going to give it to them. Yeah. All uh, right. Yeah. I I've I've conclusively
1: Yes. pulled the entire population of the world. And have you determined that they... it is indeed anaphylactically relevant?
0: <laughs> yes, one hundred percent of people. Ten out of ten doctors agree. <laughs> I hope that
1: I, I symbiotes
0: I, I hope. are the next big thing. <laughs> I
1: hope. I hope that that outlaw isn't isn't fucking allergic to celestial symbiotes because that would be sad. But yeah, okay, so fine. So so the fucking. So what
0: would hers be called? There's venom. And there's carnage. What's hers going to be called? Boobs. Boobage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Venom, carnage. Cleavage. Boobage. Cleavage, Cleavage sounds Cleavage. better, yes.
0: Cleavage sounds better. Cleavage. That's going to be her symbiote name. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. And listen, it gets a pass because a lady just came up with it. So yes. don't throw any shade my way. Yes. So there you go. Perfect. All right, so next comic we're talking about is Dead Man Logan,
0: number five. And this series is great. And yes. I. Did not read three and four. And I, when I saw five was on the list, I was like, ah, fuck. I fuck got him. I, got, Skip I got so much to read. No, make I, it more no I, I opened issue five and I was like, I don't know what's going on. Did I miss the last issue? And then I opened issue four and I was like, I still don't know what's going on. Let me go back. So then I read, I saw three and I was like, okay, I didn't read this. So I went to two and I, I reread that. So that's why it took me like an hour and a half to read comics that day. It was crazy.
1: No, this series has been fantastic so far this issue i liked i don't know how i feel about the end of it though but we'll get there i thought it was really great last issue how mysterio was kind of like coming to the x-men for help and i feel so stupid for not seeing his betrayal coming i i really do because i just thought that he was like fed up being with being a pawn so he was just going to go and like Throw in with the X-Men and be like, listen, I'm going to take you guys to them. Get them away from me. Get Sin, Miss Sinister, all these fucking Neo-Hydra. Get them away from me. But, you know, of course, that's not what happens. He does betray them. And so it looks like, you know, Mysterio, you, you kind of figure out, like, partway through this, that he's playing both teams. Yeah. He's, he's playing for both teams.
0: Yeah. yeah. That, there's nothing Mysterio. Mysterio, Mysterio confirmed by.
1: <laughs> So, yeah, so, so, like, fucking Sin and Crossbones go to take out the X-Men, but Mysterio makes the two of them look like Old Man Logan and Jubilee, so the fucking Neo-Hydra starts shooting at them, and it looks like Crossbones is dead, I doubt that he is, but this one part where Old Man Logan starts fucking stabbing Mysterio, I'm like, that can't really be him. This, this, you can't end it on issue five of a fucking 12-part series where old man Logan kills Mysterio.
0: Yeah, and all the X-Men were just standing around watching Logan stab
1: Mysterio. Listen, the last seven issues are canceled. That's it. That's it. We're ending it with number five.
0: And, And Logan was like, did I get him? And they were like, yep, you got him good. Yeah.
1: We're just gonna leave the body here, too. We're just gonna leave that body behind because nothing could possibly happen from leaving the body behind.
0: I, I always take my bodies with me.
1: <laughs> how many other bodies do you have? Where are you hiding the bodies? We don't talk about that. What?
0: <laughs> I don't remember Glob getting Miss Sinister.
1: Yeah, he did. I was just in like one panel. I was like, bullshit. I thought that was another trick. I'm like, listen, I love me some Glob Herman. but you. Oh, he got the collar on her. That was right. Yeah, but I'm looking at that like how? I didn't see him wearing that hat. He wasn't wearing <laughs> his protection from Miss Sinister. <laughs> If he was wearing that hat, I would have 100% bought it. Because there was no way Miss Sinister was going to penetrate that hat with her telepathical pills. Te- telepathical tele- pills? Tele- telepathic skills, that's what I meant. Telepathical pills. Listen, I think I'm having anaphylactically relevant shock right now. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. <laughs> so, So, the one thing that I was thinking, though, is... Okay, so they they get Sin and they get Miss Sinister on the plane, but this you know ends up with the X Men not knowing that Mysterio actually got away and that that was a dead Hydra agent back there, and not actually him. And he goes back to the psychiatric hospital, sits in his chair, and is just like I'm not I'm not leaving here again.
0: Yeah, he was just like, "Fuck this! I'm done with this. I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> I don't. I didn't even want to get involved with this in the first place. Right. So yeah, he's just gonna chill." I thought that Logan had other people on his list, though. I didn't think this whole thing was all about Mysterio. I thought that that was just, like, the one major thing. But he said he had other things, I think.
1: I thought that was the whole point of this, though.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so remember Forge was able to get that machine from the big boy? Maestro. Maestro. Yeah, big boy. Uh, And he got it fixed, and they brought him to the Wastelands. And he's like, this is it, isn't it? And Logan was like, yep and they're like, okay, bye, and he's like, nope, still got more stuff to do. Yeah, no, 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 I know, Forge was gonna you know, get him back. Well, this we have be... to read issue six. This is
1: bullshit, so this can't be it with Mysterio.
0: This cannot, there's no way that- I is... feel like this is the perfect ending for that arc. If if Mysterio doesn't leave the psych hospital, how the fuck is Logan gonna know that he's not dead?
1: Really, like, Sin and Sinister, are they are they gonna- I feel like they're gonna escape the X-Men somehow- they're going to go find Mysterio. He, maybe he'll have to come back and get the X-Men's help. I don't know. But I don't think that's over. But still, it's, it's been a great series. I hope it continues being great. And because we have another fucking seven issues of this. So who knows what the fuck will happen. Alright, so next comic we're talking about is X-23 number 10. And this doctor's name is Robert Chandler. And every time I hear the name Chandler, first thing I think of is Chanandler Bomb. <laughs> You get that reference. I do get that reference. Chenandler Bong. And it's a woman's name. It's a woman's name. You remember that? Yes. Yes, you remember that. Yes. Ooh, shout-outs to Friends. Shout-outs to Friends. Shout-outs to Friends. <laughs> Who's watched Friends? You guys heard of Friends? Only 90s kids. Only 90s kids have watched Friends. Reach out and touch <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Reach out and touch your friends. <laughs> so, I mean, I've been liking this series. I, I really have. First, I want to say the art has been fucking great. The art is amazing. I really love it. And I don't feel like this series is groundbreaking, but it's been fun. And this arc was fun, but ultimately, it didn't really lead to anything too game-changing. And, you know, we talked about, I think it was issue 7 or 8 when this started. And we saw Gabby starting to, like, feel for this robot. And I'm like, this is gonna end with the robot being destroyed and Gabby being sad. Yes. And that's pretty much sort of how this ended, but I didn't feel like the emotion from Gabby that I thought I was going to get. You know what I mean? No,
0: I I do and I completely agree with you. I don't know. I don't like this series nearly as much as oh, All New Wolverine. Definitely. But yeah, so they just go in and you know, there's all of these robot assassins and he took the healing factor out of them so that you know if they get destroyed then they have to buy new ones so you know they're going to attack the guy it ended up having to be that robot the one did they give her her a name i mean not an official name she's just
1: just the ex-assassin she ended up working with gabby
0: yeah and the doctor guy was like no stop and trying to like you know use voice commands to over to um
1: yeah override
0: override what she was doing, and he was, like, on a helicopter, and basically, she couldn't harm him directly, so she
1: yeah. exploded, or... The helicopter. Well, she she damaged the helicopter and caused it to explode. Which was kind of sad, and she had to do it in a certain amount of time, so Gabby could hit this fucking kill switch to stop the rest of the ex-assassins. And so, yeah, that was, you know, that was kind of sad. The action here was great. Again, the art is fucking amazing. But then, after that happens, after the fucking explosion, Laura and Gabby kind of go home, and, you know, Laura just kind of explains what we just saw happen. You know, something was wrong with, like, their blood or whatever. It had been purposely done that way, so they couldn't heal. And there just wasn't enough time between Gabby and the ex-assassin for there to be, like, enough emotion for it to be satisfying. And even when they got back to, like, the apartment... And Gabby is just, like, sitting there and is like, oh, you know, she never even got to, like, have a name or whatever. Like, she was, like, writing names out on a piece of paper. It just wasn't that satisfying of a conclusion. I thought the idea of the ex-assassin was really interesting. I thought it was really interesting, too, to see her fight against X-23 first and then end up being kind of, like, won over by this little girl's love. You know, it it was interesting and it was fun, but ultimately... I don't know. I wasn't satisfied with how it was tied up.
0: No, I agree. I wasn't crazy about this arc. I was like, "Oh, great, more clones!" You know, like Clone Saga. Yeah, we all know how well that went. Everybody only, loves nine, only 90s Only nineties kids remember Clone Saga.
1: It was a great story. There were multiple Spider Men. Listen, <laughs> listen. If you take something great, how do you make it better? You make more of it, Patty. So that's how. That's how we make Spider Man great. Is by making the Spider Men makes Spider Man great again. That's right. By making more of them, you know. I mean, come on. We can't. We can't have a multiple Man. If there are no clones, then there's just Man. And what kind of code name is Man? You're gonna call Jamie Madrox Man? Yes. That's bullshit. That's. Bu- you're full of baloney. You are such the baloney. I don't eat baloney. Yeah. Well, you're full of it right now. So you better watch it. <laughs> So, so, but I, this was an interesting take on the whole clone thing. Not as effective as what, um, Tom Taylor gave us, but still an interesting look. But obviously it's not going to have like the long-term ramifications like, like Tom Taylor's writing did. He gave us Gabby. Yeah. He gave us Gabby. That is a fucking treasure right there. And there was no treasure to be had here. Except for Chinandler Bong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so Next. Next, we're going to be talking about the Age of X Man, colon prisoner X number one. Speaking of colons, prison.
0: <laughs> you like that I was? Thought? That was beautiful, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, and a, be- it's, it's a beautiful colon.
0: The, pri- <laughs> the prison is a danger room. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. So we start off with Bishop, and Bishop is in jail for illegal romantic relationships so i think
1: this time somebody's gonna get bishop's bush up
0: you know what i mean forge forge is the warden of the
1: of course prison because of course he is it's forge what other job would he have in age of x-man than warden somebody that everybody hates uh no tell me tell me what would forge be doing
0: well he could be one of those little like asshole guards the asshole, asshole guards. guards! He would be one of
1: those asshole guards.
0: He, he, you know, puts, like, uh, chastity belts on your assholes before bed <laughs> so you can't get any.
1: But that's, and again, that's even more hateable of a position than Warden. You know what I mean? From our perspective, anyway. Because who wants to see that? We don't want to see any of them having chastity belts. I just, we want to see Bishop get that bush up. You know? Yes. So, um... <laughs> the asshole guard. <laughs> yes. That literally sounds like a fucking product on a shelf. That should be <laughs> out there somewhere. The asshole guard.
0: <laughs> so, so Beast is there, and it's no surprise to anybody, Beast is a fucking asshole. But so not we... an asshole guard. He's a dick, and I fucking hate him. So he's a, he's just being a dick, you know? Bishop is trying to get his just food. He's it up in just the prison. dicking it up.
1: Dicking it up left and, and right. And this is, this
0: is just like a co-ed prison, I guess, because... I mean, they're in jail for romantic relationships, so, you know, whatever. whatever. So, he's waiting in line to get his food or whatever, and then Gabby comes over and starts talking to him, and then Beast is like, don't talk to my people or whatever, and just, like, you know... Just dicks him. Just <laughs> dicks him.
1: You just fucking dicks him. Dicks him right in line, waiting for that food. So... Isn't that the worst? you just waiting in line. <laughs> you waiting in line. Waiting in line for your food, all of a sudden, boom, dickin'. <laughs> so, I thought it was...
0: Confusing, because he was also talking to Danny, and I was like, which one of them is he not supposed to talk to? Both of them? So, that was a little confusing
1: to me. Well, no, I think he was talking to Danny after Beast came over. Well, so, uh, if this happened twice, actually. The first time, Beast was just being, you know, a dick. And then Bishop was talking to Danny, and Danny was trying to, like, help Bishop a little bit and, like, show him around or, or whatever, and... Can we just stop for a second and talk about how weird it is that Danny is here? Yes. Yeah. So okay. Yes, what, I was very confused. So so Danny is in two places at once. Now I know everybody knows her quote unquote former mutant power has to do with the mind. So it's slightly feasible-ish that she could Be in two places: a mind, one place; a body in the other. No, I don't see it. But then also in the other place, there's one panel, and this could be Salvador Larocca just being a douche. Warlock Danny is out there with her fucking psychic bow and arrow. So, she have her power back in Warlock Like, what? What is actually happening there? I I don't I don't know. There's some interesting theories, but. I don't know, but apparently this is all part of the plan. But also,
0: Gabby is there, and we just talked about Gabby and X-23.
1: And so, that, see, now, that's another weird thing, too, because, like, okay, so X-Force is going on right now, Mr. and Mrs. X going on right now, and so those characters in those two books are not in Age of X-Man, and there's a reason for that, because these other things are going on at the same time, so, hey, all that makes sense. So how? Why is X twenty three happening? When is this X twenty three happening? Because it can't be coinciding with Age of X. Yeah, it has exactly. To be another point. So that's kind of weird too to have this X twenty three series be going on as Age of X Man is yeah, going on. Yeah, since they and canceled all of
0: the other books.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's so that's weird too. But but this is the only thing though that that is is like we know because X twenty three. That could be happening at some other time. Right, before right. Before Age of X-Men. Right. We know for a fact that what's happening yes. in Uncanny X-Men is happening. Say, so what the fuck is going on with Danny? I don't know. I don't have any answers. I don't have conspiracy. Th- well, I mean, maybe I do. But it's it's really fucking weird. Anyway, I'm happy. I'm happy to see her here. I'm I'm happy. But yeah, so anyway, getting back to the point, it's later... Because Bishop, out on the basketball court, was talking to Gabby. And Gabby's like, oh, I'm not going to tell Beast that you were talking to me. And then she's like, JK, I really did. And that's when he comes by and smacks Bishop with the dick. Uh, But uh, this whole... in this issue... This issue was great, by the way. I loved it. This is a great fucking setup. And it was really creepy, too, how there was somebody laughing in the background this whole time. And how we got glimpses of Shard, uh, who's supposed to be dead, Shadow King apocalypse, and then this note comes to Bishop at the end that the dream is real, the reality is false, get out, and then it just ends. I thought it was a great issue. It was a great setup. It was really fucking bleak, and I loved it. Yeah, no,
0: I loved it, too. Also, you didn't mention Polaris.
1: But, that, but that's the thing. I'm re- I didn't mention Polaris. She was there, but she wasn't really there. Now, I don't think she's just going to be a background character the entire time. I really don't. No,
0: she was on the cover. She
1: was... <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. That's how you know because comics are great at putting all the relevant shit on the cover yes. all the time. But yeah, obviously Polaris is going to have more to do with this story. I'm sure she must be remembering some shit too. But nothing really happened with her in this issue other than that she was just there, unfortunately. But I was happy to see her there. For sure, and she's going to have a bigger part to play. I'm sure. Yeah, we didn't really get any anything from her, which was sad. She was having a bad day.
0: Aww. No. You had a bad day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she didn't have that uh Asgard. Thor is an Asgardian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, you guys. So, what was it? It was called Thor and the Warriors Four. It was this mini series and it revolved around the Power Pack and it came <laughs> out years ago and it was fucking dope because because it's Thor. And they have the, the power pack go to Asgard and they have to say Asgard. And it's hilarious because every time they do, Katie Power is like, you shouldn't say that word. And then somebody says Asgard and she's like, I'm going to put a quarter in the swear jar for you. That- I fucking love that. Oh my God. Don't, don't you make your face at me. Katie Power is a fucking gem. Katie Power is a gem and Asgard is funny. And you brought up guarding ass to begin with. And, yes. Uh, listen, I am, I am anti-guarding ass. Good, because I feel like asses need to be free. Free the nip, So don't free try the to, ass. don't try to push your guarding ass on me. Speaking of free the ass, we're going to talk about Age of X-Man, Apocalypse, and the Extracts, number one next. Yay! Mm, this book was kind of a letdown. Really? Honestly, to me, this was the biggest letdown, yeah. And I am... It's kind of like how I had my expectations so low for Winter's End. I think I, f- I feel like I had my expectations so high for this book, and I was thinking up like something else... And it just didn't deliver here. I didn't see any potential conflict other than Genesis having a hissy fit over a fucking flyer being printed wrong. I was expecting more of that, like, sex ed video, you know what I mean? And, like, shit against that other than nothing more than just introduction and characters talking to each other. That's literally all we got.
0: Yeah, and I was really not a fan at all about... I boy just kissing shadow cat shadow cat yeah. like okay you don't just kiss people without permission you know yes. and also like statutory rape pillow. yeah and also that is kind of like the opposite of what happened with her and colossus
1: and i feel like maybe that's why this was put in there and i want to make a joke about how she's shadow cat not shadow cougar <laughs> You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's a that, good joke. That were, it is a
1: good joke. But 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 listen, I I read the same thing you did, and I saw the same problem that you saw.
0: All right, good. I mean, <laughs> she didn't she didn't kiss him back, and she said, you know, like, whoa, there, buddy. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, and, and he felt awkward about it, and they talked about it afterwards. But but yeah, the the age difference. We don't know their confirmed ages. You know, they haven't confirmed ages in a very fucking. Well, long I boy is at least a teenager. Yeah, he's probably 15, 16, yeah. 17 max. Shadow Cat is got to be in her early to mid-twenties max. Yeah. So, yeah, definite age difference there, not cool. But there were definitely things that I liked about this, uh, about this issue, because it was a lot of throwback to the 60s. Because, you know, I mean, fucking free love, why not? Dazzler's a beatnik. She got the little fucking beret thing.
0: She looks exactly like uh, Doug's sister. Judy. Judy, Judy. Judy, yeah. funny.
1: Yes. Fuck yes, 90s kids. Yes, yes 90s, kids. 90s kids. Let's go, 90s kids. Let's go, lesbians. Uh, yeah, that was, was a beatnik. That was great. It's a fucking Shadowcat called iBoy the all-seeing mod, and he even had a Vespa, and the whole mod thing was, you know, kind of like a counterculture thing in the 50s and 60s before the hippies were, and Apocalypse, literally, who's not called Apocalypse, I'm gonna have to, because I'm just so used to calling them that, and Sabanur. Murshid by the way after the second time they mentioned that i had to look it up and it's arabic for guide or teacher i'm sure there are people out there who knew that i did not know that i had to look that up but he even quotes timothy leary the ultimate fucking hippie when he says turn on your shield tune in to each other drop out of the psychic delusion fucking timothy leary literally said turn on tune in drop out who is that timothy leary yeah uh he was uh an author and part of the like early hippie movement i want to say he was um like a therapist too but he was definitely a writer but he believed in like treatment using lsd (laughs) okay (laughs) i guess a lot
0: of acid. In his life. I guess I don't know my uh, hippie history.
1: I only do because of my obsession with the Beatles from when I was younger. Mm -hmm. From like my my preteen years, I was just completely obsessed with the Beatles. Uh, All about their music, all about their history, books, uh, movies, everything I could get my hands on that was Beatle related. And so that's how I know about Timothy Leary. He hung out uh, with a couple of the Beatles and tried to get them to partake in an orgy. (laughs) Hot. (laughs) They wrote a song about him called Dr. Robert and it's you know I mean the lyrics don't specifically address LSD but yeah Dr. Robert was written for Dr. Timothy Leary. So yeah, doctor. Yeah, of course he's a doctor. But yeah, he believed in 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 using acid to treat patients. Nice. No, but I was I was expecting more. You know, I guess more conflict more from the characters. They were all just kind of present and I think I feel like my favorite part was the sex ed video you know, where, like, you know, the two children who are Russian, because communism is bad, you have to be independent, you know, that was, like, the best part of it, I, I don't know, I just, I, I feel bad, I was expecting a lot more from this, and it just fell so flat for me, it really did, it didn't give us anything except for the character's purpose, and I was gonna complain about the way Apocalypse looked, because I, I like Salva Espen's art, but... Spoilers slightly for Marvelous X Men number two. Apocalypse is in that, and he looks like this little dude, which I kind of get. He's not going to look super imposing. He wants to look like a love guru.
0: Okay, that makes sense. I haven't read it yet. Like I, I said, know. I'm very behind on
1: everything. You better get an Asgard for
0: that.
1: Uh... <laughs> no, but what did you think about this?
0: Lay it all um, out. I mean, I liked it. Like we haven't seen much so far like you said it's pretty much just an introduction and then we got like the most conflicts was just with genesis saying like oh well my dad is apocalypse you're just gonna hand out these flyers with this typo and apocalypse was like no i have a better idea i'm just gonna you know just say fuck the flyers throw them out i'm just gonna you know deliver this message or whatever and they were like well what about the telepaths and he's like well i'm gonna do it anyway so, that's where, I guess, the calls were coming from when Jean was, like, freaking out. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that this was an interesting first issue, and I still have a lot of hope for this book. I mean, like, none of the number ones have really gone deep into this world. It's just Lastic. kind of, like, an intro. Well, I mean, they're, what, six issues, not five,
1: right? No, I think they're, I think they're five.
0: Five. Okay, that's what it was, because I thought it was like one more than Age of X, uh Age of apocalypse. apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So I mean, we still have, you know, four issues, so I wouldn't write it off just yet. I just I just have a lot of hope for this book.
1: I, I I want to have hope, but I don't know. I just I feel like Apocalypse now, like as as like a love guru, should be teaching sex ed. You know what I mean? I feel like if that mouth does not show the people how to put on a condom with his mouth, this is going to be such a fucking travesty of a fucking crossover. Look at that mouth. Yeah, he's got the DSLs. No, 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 and I'm not even talking about dick sucking. I'm talking about, like, you know how some people can take the condom and put it on a penis with the mouth? That's I feel so like, gross. I feel like Apocalypse should be able, with his power and his lips, should yeah. be able to put a condom in his mouth and just fucking wrap it right around the dick. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: he could. But
1: M- amusing <clears throat> Cole right now. Who thinks Apocalypse can do that with his mouth?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't know what the conflict is going to be in this. If they're going to start like kind of radicalizing and going out and like trying to distribute information, like um, in the anime Shimonetta, which was fantastic. And if you haven't <laughs> seen it, you should watch it immediately. Uh, the full title is something like Shimonetta colon a world in which dirty dirty
1: jokes don't dirty exist.
0: jokes don't exist. Yeah, holy shit! Yeah, I didn't
1: even make this fucking yes. connection. That is that's what I've much... been thinking the whole time. Oh my god! I wonder if Zach Thompson and Lonnie Nadler have seen that. I know that I think it was Lonnie who was a fan of Jinji Ito and was talking about him at that um, Canadian convention. Maybe they saw that show, and that's where they got this idea.
0: Yeah, it's a great show. It's about, basically, like, they have, like, morality police in Japan, and, like, porn has been illegal, and you have to wear these collars around your neck, and you can't do any, like, dirty activities or anything, or they can, like, sense you. So there's this girl, Blue Snow, and she's, like, an erotic terrorist, is what she calls herself, (laughs) and she just, like shows up places and, like, throws giant piles of porn at people. And it's <laughs> fantastic. And, like, you see the high schools and stuff, and these kids have no idea what sex is. It's crazy. They were, like, asking this kid, like, how do you have a baby? And, like, none of them know any of this stuff because they're not allowed to talk about it. And it's like, you know, they can find it on the collars or whatever and just, like, arrest you.
1: And, and spoilers, this one, uh, this club president in, in the fucking high school... She takes... And never mind. Never no, mind. yeah,
0: yeah. That's the best scene. You don't want to ruin that scene for <laughs> anybody who wants to watch it because it is fucked up. And <laughs> that is me saying this. This is one of my favorite shows, even though it didn't really end. end. Well, no, it did not. End. I think it continued on in a manga. But yeah, you, you should watch the show. It's fucking
1: hilarious. Definitely. So have you been turned on by Apocalypse? Feeling tuned in for Dazzler's beatnik performances? Don't drop out, folks, because we'll be right back after a quick commercial break. Also, don't fucking do drugs. And put on a fucking shirt, goddamn hippies. Have you found that a lot of geeky websites just like to spread rumors and conspiracy theories? Well, if you think that shit's stupid, then check out Geekade.com.
0: Does Geekade have anime dudes sucking each other's dicks? I live
1: for that shit. Geekade.com has articles, podcasts, and videos about all kinds of geeky topics. Like Cartoon man Suckfest? If you like video games, comic books, wrestling, horror movies, or Transformers, then Geekade.com has got content for you. Decepticons? How about Decepticocks? Check out Geekade.com today. Alright, so for this month's Mutant Memories... We are going to talk about a few comics that feature Strong Guy. Because he is believed to be dead. Not by me. (laughs) Believed to be dead, but maybe not. But still, what happened was a fucking low-down dirty shame. And uh, Strong Guy deserves a little bit of a spotlight. And speaking of dead guys, X-Force? I call bullshit. You didn't read that. No, no. So I'm not gonna say.
0: Okay, so X Force the is cover. dead.
1: Apparently, it's on. <laughs> yes, X Force is dead. All right, X Force is dead, and we will all learn to deal with it somehow. We will all learn to live and let Liefeld uh, somehow. I Listen, will... I don't want to see you rob Cryfeld. Uh, I definitely don't want anybody to rob Diefeld. Uh, so you got to learn how to live and let Liefeld. Uh, <laughs> Oh, shout outs to Rob Liefeld and his fan
0: and his fan. <laughs> X Factor is my favorite
1: series. X Factor is your favorite series? Yeah. Ever? Yeah. We will still get get around to talking more about Peter David's X Factor, especially since it is Patty's favorite. But for now, the few issues that I picked, uh, I had a reason for picking them. Uh, the first one that we're going to talk about is X Factor Annual number eight, and. There were three stories in this issue. The first one showed Guido kind of learning that he had powers. The second story in this issue was kind of just like backstory for each one of the members of X-Factor. And this third story was particularly sad. And then I wanted to focus on this first because the next couple issues we're going to talk about are a little bit happier. But this was as sad as the story was. It was sort of cute. And I thought you might like it.
0: Yes, I love puppies. <laughs> so there was a subway crash. Yeah. And so Guido is there, you know, looking for survivors. And, you know, he sees that, like, the, there's, like, a gas leak or whatever. And then, the, like, the tunnel is, like, falling apart. So he fixes right. that. And he he goes and he looks if there's anybody left. And so he gets this dog, it's a dog. And he's, like, really upset that, like, the dog is the only thing that survived and like so he has to go out of the subway and tell everybody like nobody survived and everybody's hounding him like oh well what about my sister she was on this train oh well well like what about blah 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 and he's like no i'm i'm sorry literally everybody else is dead all that survived is this dog yeah and they were like oh you fucking mutie you know like Captain America would have saved them or whatever, yeah, and like, like it was his you, fault. These you you only died care something. you only care about the dog. You let all the humans die, and he's like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah, he like yelled at them at one point, and then you know they got like really pissed, and then he just walked away, and it was really really sad. But like I don't I don't blame him for yelling at them because they were they were hounding him and like calling him a monster and shit like that, and basically ends with him walking off by himself with this puppy, and he was like. I was never very good around people, and I guess this proves I should just be kept away. And I'm like, that's that's something I can identify. I feel like that sometimes. Yeah, but that's not true but about he, him. Uh, he takes the dog with him, and he's saying this to the dog, and the dog gives him a kiss on the nose, Aww. which is so sweet. He cry- now Guido cries, and it is sad, but I thought it was adorable that he's just carrying around this tiny little puppy dog, and the dog gives him a, a little kiss on the nose.
0: I want a puppy kiss. <laughs>
1: But yeah, so there was, you know, there were a bunch of X-Factor comics around this time where Guido had, like, a really fucking tough time. He was, like, poisoned by cyber. He was, like, really fucking depressed. And, like, this happened. But then I wanted to sort of contrast that with, like, a couple of issues where, for the most part, he was happy. And, like, it highlighted some love from, like, a teammate and his family. So the next two comics that we're talking about are the first volume of X-Factor, numbers 103 and 104 and first off like we were talking about this a little bit before i know you said that you didn't like this one panel of wolfsbane but overall how did you feel about the art
0: i mean overall i liked it it felt like you know classic for that time art so you know it was i I mean it was nothing that really particularly stood out to me as being like amazing over the top
1: you know (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was amazing over the top. No, but just, like, the way that Jan Dersima drew every, like, especially random. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, that dude's face, he looked so fucking cliche, like, angry biker dude chewing on the cigar, driving his fucking cool fucking big testicle car, <laughs> and chomping on that cigar and then spitting it out and, like, what are you, you're you a dog, Wolfsbane. I don't, I don't know. It's just, it was very expressive. And very, like you said, though, like classic, you know, of that, that time period. I, I really liked it. So, like, Random had just had this team up with Polaris after, like, he was, like, sent to go after her. He turned out to be sort of nice. And so Strong Guy and Wolfsbane hitch a ride with him on this, like, little road trip. And Guido goes home uh, to his aunt and uncle's house. And Wolfsbane's staying for the visit. And it was just, like, really cute. I don't know. It was It was really... Really cute how happy his aunt and uncle were to see him. And the little fucking cousin Anthony. You know, was all adorable. He's just like all smiles and happy to be home. But something I did not catch until like I was just flipping through this a second time was that the license plate on Random's car says Random. I love it. (laughs) I want a
0: license plate with my name on it.
1: That says Patty?
0: Yeah. So everybody (laughs) knows. But Random was pissed because they had to like keep the top down for the convertible because guido was too big to fit in the car and it was snowing and random was complaining that he was cold and rain was like oh well you know just join the x-men and you can get a cool insulated costume like us and you won't be cold and he was like meh
1: (laughs) and it's literally literally how a guy with a bandana who chews on a cigar and has a purple protoplasmic body sounds
0: Yes. Meh. Nah. Meh. Nah.
1: <laughs> like he's an angry sheep.
0: <laughs> and uh, so Guido is like walking around town, and everybody's like asking for his autograph, Everybody and he's like, him. "Yeah, he's like famous." And like, oh. "Oh, he's from this small town." Like, "Oh my god, that's so cool." So cute. I love it was it. yeah, it was really sweet. And I don't remember if it was this issue or the next one that so his little cousin is, like, having this dilemma because his dad had, was it muscular dystrophy? Muscular dystrophy, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, his cousin is a is mutant, a mutant yeah. and so he was, like, really worried about developing one or both of the conditions, and, like, you know, that Rain and Strong Guy had cool mutations, and, like, he might just be some freak, and, like, so that was, like, another issue that was going on at the time.
1: I don't give a shit about little cousin Anthony.
0: Okay, Everybody, fuck Anthony. But
1: yeah, fuck Anthony. Everybody's got a little cousin Anthony that they fucking hate. But, you know, as I'm reading through this, you know, I'm just feeling so fucking happy for Guido. You know, he, he tries to invite Wolfsbane to, like, you know, come talk to the people too. And she's like, no, I don't want to steal your spotlight. That was adorable. And, like, some kid decides to climb this sign and he's about to fall. So fucking Guido does a fastball special with Wolfsbane to save the kid. It was such, just a, a sweet issue.
0: And then they were all like, oh, look at a strong guy, he saved the kid, and like, yeah. not even paying attention to Rain, but she was still just really happy.
1: Yeah. And he's just all fucking smiles. Like, almost this entire time, all fucking smiles. And I love that. I love seeing how happy he was. Like, you know, despite, like, Random and Wolfbane arguing in the car, uh, despite this woman, Mary, showing up out of nowhere, they talk for like a minute you know, and it was, like, weird with him, like, he's still just happy, and everybody loves him around here, so I just thought that was great. Now, in the next issue, things, you know, get a little sad. Guido is out with Mary now, they're, like, eating somewhere, and there's a fucking kid comes over with a cast, and he's like, would you sign my cast? And He signs it, strong guy, and the kid with the cast looks so happy. (laughs) I want to get a cast, I want to get a cast and have strong guy sign it. You have to break your bones and also live in the Marvel Universe. Patty, break my arm. No. We got to start somewhere. Patty, break my arm. No. Why don't you love me?
0: (laughs) This Mary lady was somebody that Guido used to date. So she was like a candy striper at the hospital. And apparently Guido had very good insurance because he had a very long hospital stay to try figuring out (laughs) what was wrong with him. Instead of his there for like four months. I'm like, who can afford that? <laughs> yes, I want his insurance plan, whatever he has. So so Mary was trying to just be like
1: God bless your heart.
0: <laughs> so Mary was just trying to be like, oh, you know, a lot of stuff has happened since then and you know, like I made mistakes since I was young and Guido is just like, I still love you, and not listening to what she's saying. And she kind of had to just come out and say like, oh, you know, well, after you got transferred hospitals, I realized that I'm hot and I'm popular (laughs) and like, I don't need to. And then she stopped and he's like, what, settle for deformed freaks? And she's like, no, yes.
1: Because that's how women are. Yes. Am I I right, fellows? Am I right? Yes. You know, just one day the the women wake up and they're like, I'm hot and popular and I don't want to be with you. I don't want to be with you. And that's, 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 that's a joke. That, that's a joke good that's a terrible way to just characterize the woman even though it was for the story and to have more of an impact on Guido it was just kind it was of, kind of stupid it was kind of lame <laughs> to yeah. just fucking do that but still that was sad and he was sad about it cause he fucking he, he's just like sitting there like about to cry and there's like a shot of him in the background and the kid with the cast is like he's strong guy nothing can hurt him <laughs> like well except for his broken heart but no, and then he goes home, and Wolfsbane is there for him. And he's like, I want what Alex and Lorna have. You know, I want to have that sort of <laughs> thing. Which is hilarious, yes. by the way. Because what we haven't yes. been talking about, because we're focusing on the strong guy, is in the last issue and in this issue, Havoc and Polaris are fighting on a beach because Havoc is possessed by Malice. <laughs> so they've just been fighting nonstop on a fucking beach in Hawaii this entire time. So that's that was funny.
0: Also, you know, when... Polaris got possessed by malice. Yeah. Alex went and was like, "Well, I'm gonna fuck my brother's <laughs> ex-wife, or well, well technically, technically still, wife. still wife." Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so good, good relationship model to have.
1: But the thing about that was, like, as sad as Strong Guy was in that moment, Wolfspan was there for him. You know, like she was, she was there for him. She was there to listen, and I'm glad that that happened. And still, like. You know, even when Val Cooper showed up and was like, you know, Wolf Spain, strong guy, we need you to go to fucking Hawaii right now. Like he still had like this happy and loving goodbye with his family. And and like regardless of like his broken heart, he still had people there who loved him and cared about him. And that honestly, it sounds silly, but that made me feel good. Because he was a great character. Is. He is a great character. <laughs> And I hope that he's really not dead. I hope he comes back. I hope he gets more of a spotlight. I will gush about New Mutants Dead Souls for the rest of my life. But I don't feel like he got enough of a spotlight in that comic. I'm glad that he and Wolfsbane were able to sort of reconcile and make up by the end. And like things were okay. But there wasn't much more than that for him. And I want to see, see more of him. Yeah, no, me do.
0: too, and I hope that they reveal soon that he is not actually dead. Yeah, I agree. And give, give him back to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, speaking of a strong guy, and now for a strong woman. Who? Captain Marvel.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah, so that was a movie we saw.
0: That was a movie that came out. It's still, it's still out. It's still
1: out. It's still playing in theaters. Go see it.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, I managed to avoid all spoilers. Ugh. 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 Patty... Because I don't watch trailers, I hate trailers. Patty,
1: stop hating on trailers. Some people can't afford to live outside of a trailer, Patty. Seriously. <laughs> you with your fucking insurance. Your hoity-toity insurance, you know? Some people. Alright. No, but we th- we're talking about Captain Marvel because fucking Carol Danvers will always get a pass. Obviously we talk about mutant related stuff on on this podcast and it's like exclusively that, but Captain Marvel, uh Carol Danvers, whatever she's gonna go by she has in the past, whatever she goes by in the future, she will always get a pass for her time. Uh helping the X-Men and also um Space Adventures is binary. So I loved this movie. In this if you haven't seen it yet, by the time by the time this comes out, it'll be almost two weeks that the movie is out, so Hopefully everybody has seen it. Uh, I, we don't have to have like in-depth discussion about the movie, but I thought it was fucking great. And the thing is, is I read a couple of non-spoilery reviews just because I wanted to see what people were were giving it as far as a score and what they were saying about it. And I did other see, than fuck boys, yeah, other than you know man babies. But I wanted to see what people were saying about it, and I saw a couple of complaints. The two that I saw were that Brie Larson, um, her character was pretty stiff throughout the movie, and the other thing that I saw was that there was part of, like, the first act, like, some exposition that was, like, confusing and disjointed. And my opinion is, first, as far as her acting went, literally within, like, the first, First few minutes of the movie she is told multiple times not to show any emotion yeah to so like have no emotion she obviously doesn't listen to that she jokes around a bit and some of her humor throughout the movie was kind of like dry and sarcastic but i would not call it a stiff performance from her at all and the other thing about the part of the exposition being disjointed was that it was meant to be she was being hung upside down by the scrolls as they were looking into her memories and she was amnesiac by the way so she couldn't even remember these like actual memories that they're seeing and so that was you know i didn't see too much legitimacy to those complaints everybody's entitled to their opinions and that's fine but what i'm getting at is i didn't find a whole lot to complain about regarding this movie it was great it was really entertaining it was a lot of fun I had some personal nostalgia because, you know, I grew up in the 90s. And there were, you know, a couple of nods to the culture outside of, like, blockbuster. The whole fucking grunge look and the music. Like, I remember when all those fucking songs came out.
0: So, I also loved this movie. I would put it in one of my top few Marvel movies that came out. Just, like, watching this as a woman, like... I can relate so much to this movie, and so, I mean, like, some of the experiences, I mean, at least some of them, every woman has to relate to on some level, you know, like, being told, like, you know, to not be emotional, and, yeah, you can't do this, or, like, you know, being told by men that you have to prove yourself to them, like... (laughs) And, and she just fucking, she just blasts him. And she's like, I don't have to prove myself to anybody. Like, that is, That's like, amazing big dick I energy. <laughs> I loved it. that she, She's just like, well, who she was in the movie is, like, who I want to be. I haven't honestly read too much with her as a character in the comics. Because I've almost only exclusively read X-Men comics. So I've read her time as binary. But I don't like the Avengers. So I haven't read any Avengers comics or anything else that has her.
1: So, the series that just started, the volume that Kelly Thompson is writing, I'm pretty sure only two issues have come out so far, and it's fucking dope. And it's, again, it's all about, you know, like, uh, women empowerment, because there is literally, like, this misogynistic, like, all fucking, like, women should be servants villain in it, and there is, like, this whole city full of women that are trapped, and they, like, have to band together to, like, take him out. In the comic.
0: Oh, I was really confused. You yeah, know, that didn't happen in the movie.
1: You didn't, like, fall like, like, asleep during what? that. No, in the comic. And the way I just, like, sort of summarized it was really bad, but it's actually really good. Plus, Hazmat is in it. And I fucking, oh. fucking love Hazmat.
0: Also, I think that making the Skrulls, like, sympathetic oh, and, like, you know, like, allies was really confusing and stupid. But, <laughs> really? I mean, okay, I get it if you know... Absolutely nothing about comics. It works, but if you know even the slightest bit about comics, it's just like I don't know. It's like making the brood like your allies. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! Let's not crazy talk there, Miss Patty and Crazy Town. No, I get, I understand one hundred percent what you're saying. I did not see that twist coming. They were basically like a metaphor for refugees. Yeah, you know, from like an oppressive imperialist fucking regime trying to, like, displace them, and they're just trying to fucking live, and they need to get away. It was... It was kind of sad. They were so sympathetic. And it did not... The movie didn't start out to portray them that way, obviously on purpose. Like I said, it was a fucking twist. The thing is, though, I saw somebody on social media comment that, oh, well, you can kind of count on the scrolls to, like, not appear again or not be villains anywhere. And I'm like, are you kidding? The scrolls literally can shapeshift. Yeah. I would not be surprised at all... If scrolls show up in Endgame, or if something isn't exactly what it seems because somebody is a scroll or whatever. Like, I believe, like, the way they characterize them, that sure, th- there was a fucking band of good scrolls in Captain Marvel in the movie, but that doesn't mean that there aren't villainous scrolls out there.
0: Yeah, I thought about that too, that that's like an option.
1: And I feel like that would be such a waste too, because if they wanted, it might be kind of a cheap shot. To kind of, and maybe, uh, like, fans might think that it's a sucker punch if Marvel does this. Like, a sort of secret invasion sort of thing. Like, oh, the Chris Evans Captain America you've known this whole time was really a scroll. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, people might be pissed, but it is a possibility. Maybe not that extreme, but I feel like they could do a secret invasion storyline and make it work somehow. And I think that that would be interesting. But I guess a couple of complaints that I do have about it a little bit. One is that there wasn't. I don't feel like enough of Carol growing up. Like, we didn't see enough of her, like, as a kid. There were some shots of it, and it was kind of, like, to reinforce how she's, you know, like, you know, somebody has, like, tried to keep her down for an entire life, and and it worked. But I feel like we didn't get enough of Carol as, like, you know, a kid growing up. But that's not such a big deal. I feel like the only other thing, though, was... Sam Jackson, I feel like they could have, he wasn't enough of a badass. I mean, I guess this is him sort of at the beginning, and maybe it makes sort of sense. Like, they could do an entire Nick Fury movie and show that transformation. It was just kind of weird seeing Sam Jackson as, like, this character we know in, like, every single movie. He's a badass motherfucker. And even as Nick Fury, he's badass. To this in his early days. It was weird to see.
0: No, I mean, I didn't even think about that until you just said it, but I don't know. I thought that, you know, that he was just like a rookie, and he was just like getting his bearings, and he wasn't like confident yet or whatever, and I I liked him in this movie. Um, I, I
1: definitely did too. I don't want to make it sound like I didn't, And and somebody actually... You know, one of those man babies was like, oh, they totally castrated Nick Fury. Like, no, 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 I'm not saying, I'm not going that extreme. He was still great, and I loved him in the movie. It was just, it was weird for me to see him as, I guess, that inexperienced sort of rookie, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess, like, since we haven't seen anything like that from him before, seeing it, like, a whole movie worth of it is kind of weird. But, you know, somebody who's been on the job, like, a few months or a few years isn't going to be the same as somebody who's been on the job for, like, 30
1: years. Well, now that you say it like that, <laughs> now it makes sense in my stupid little man brain. You're welcome. <laughs> no, but, but it, and again, I got to go back to the music because, man, this makes me feel old, but whatever. So there's a there's a song that played I forget exactly when it played, but um, Elastica. And the name of the song is Connection. And when that, I was so fucking happy when that song started to play in the movie. Because I remember when the movie Hackers came out in the 90s. It was like maybe 95 or 96 starring um, young Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie. The commercials... For the trail, the trailer for that movie would play on TV, and that that was the song that was playing because that was new at the time. We're talking about something twenty four years ago. I know this is how time works. I understand that time <laughs> moves forward regardless of how I feel about it. But I just I've always loved that song, and I remember that from the nineties. And then seeing this movie take place at that time, it was it was like I made a connection. That uh, yeah. And anyway, this. You know, all the all the messages and signs and meanings of all the, you know, female empowerment. It's, it's fucking awesome. I, d- there's literally no problem. We could use more of that. So the people who are tearing this down, you know, because of that, like, just shut up. Yeah. If you legitimately didn't like this movie and it has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, Brie Larson said something that you took out of context and it hurt you, then, you know, if you just didn't like it, then you didn't like it. But I thought it was a legitimate blast. I was going into it expecting to not like a couple of things just because of what I saw in those reviews. So I was like, I was looking for the stiff acting. I was looking for the confusing parts. And it didn't happen. This was a great movie.
0: I wasn't even looking forward to this movie until I saw all the fucking man tears. (laughs) I was like, you know, like, I never really cared about Captain Marvel before. I mean, because, you know, she's, she's with the Avengers. So she's like a cop. So, I don't know, just fucking, you know, protect the people who are bigots, which is bullshit. So anyway, I never really cared about her. And then I saw all the male tears and I'm like, fuck it. I want to see this movie. Uh, And I was pleasantly surprised.
1: Yeah, no, this, this, this was, this was fucking great. I can't wait to see her in Endgame. Uh, I can't wait. I I love this. And the fucking cat. Who was supposed to be a cat? Goose the cat. I know he's not a cat, but he's still Goose the cat. Oh, it's fucking amazing. I love that cat. I love that cat so hard. I want that cat. Yeah. I knew something was was off about this cat beforehand, uh, and I was just waiting for it, and it was sort of terrifying, but he was still fucking adorable. I love Goose. I want a Goose movie.
0: Oh, yes. Pet Avengers.
1: Yeah, they need to do a fucking Pet Avengers. There is another thing you people should should be reading. So, so, Mutant Musing's homework, go read Thor and the Warriors 4. And also go read Lockjaw and the Pet Avengers. Because it's fucking amazing. You got, you got Lockheed. You got Hairball, which was Speedball's cat. You have got Redwing, which is Falcon's bird. There is Lockjaw, obviously. There is Miss Lion, who is a male dog. Despite the name Miss Lion, and that is Aunt May's dog. Oh, and of course Frog Thor! Frog Thor! Yeah, Puddle Gulp. Who's Frogthor? Thor? That's just, don't laugh. Don't laugh at the name. That's that's Frogthor's real name, Puddle Gulp. That's cute. He's a frog. Okay. <laughs> so that'll do it for this episode of Mutant Musings. Thanks for joining us. And don't forget to leave us a comment on Geek.com. Leave us feedback on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at Mutant Underscore Musings underscore podcast. And on Twitter at Mutant Musings. What did you think of Captain Marvel? Do you think Strong Guy is actually dead? Join us next time. We'll be discussing some new comics and some news. Until then... Strong Guy was right. And so was Captain Marvel. Yeah. Yeah.